Welcome to the Movie Ticket Radio Podcast. Yes, that's our official name, and thank you for joining. I am your host, J.R. Russ, with... Your friendly co-host, John Records Landecker. Yes, career broadcasters, and he's Mr. Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. And, uh, of course, we have the Movie Ticket Radio radio station that you can go to at movieticketradio.com and hear the hits you hear in movies. And this here is a podcast where we're talking about the movies. We might play a little snippet. We're not sure if we can get sued yet, so just uh, stand (laughs) by and see if you hear it. But we're talking about the songs that you hear in movies. And, John, what are we going to talk about today? I believe we're going to Guardians of the Galaxy, JR, 2014. Yes, and a very cool movie Mm -hmm. that had, I was just... It was such a weird mix of space fantasy and then top 40 music. It was just something you really didn't expect. Well, not only that, but it's a combination of space fantasy and a cassette player. (laughs) Because they start the thing out and the music's coming off a cassette. Yeah. And you're going, what's happening here? But that's just part of its charm, I think. I think it's you very, know, very cool. I believe that cassette was a mix given to him by his ailing mother. Yeah, time. yeah, it was. Her, she had cancer and was dying, yeah. and wanted him to have her favorite music to remember her. Right. And so he took this alien. Well, he was at the hospital. I don't think we're spoiling this anymore from 2014. <laughs> And the little boy was all upset that mom did pass in the hospital. And he ran outside. And then all of a sudden, the light shines on him. And you assume or know that he got picked up by aliens and taken to space. Yep. Lucky him. Yes. And I hope he did not meet that aforementioned anal probe that (laughs) Chef talked about on South Park. It's a big metal hoobajoob. They stick up your butt. (laughs) Now, I think, you know, that's uh, anti-alien discrimination to assume that that's what an alien's going to do to us. Yeah. I mean, that's probably, uh, that's a rumor probably started by some proctologist, science fiction fan. Probably. Or it's just yeah. maybe old aliens that didn't have the technology <laughs> of Star Trek with the, the, the checker okay. that the doctor had. Yes. The, uh, the tricorder. That's it. Yeah, yeah it's something like that. Please, Star Trek fans, don't hate us, but tell your friends to listen anyway. Uh, so, tons of movies, and I believe as he is going in in the opening scene, after you know that he's in space, he goes in to steal this rock or gold or something at the beginning. Kind of very much like um, Indiana Jones Kind of going in to, to steal this treasure. Yeah. And to put his groove on, he hits the cassette player, and you hear that do-do-do-do-do from Come and Get Your Love, the first drums come out. Yeah, that would be Come Get Your Love by Redbone. Yeah, and that was a huge song, 1974. Lolly Vegas wrote it. Yeah, I have Redbone history, Redbone cred. Do you? Yes. Uh, I was working at WIBG in Philadelphia. Wibbage. And Redbone came out with an album called Potlatch. And on this album was a song called Maggie. And I was the music director of this radio station. And so I started to play it. Uh, and at the same, and it became somewhat of a turntable hit in Philadelphia only. Um, so Pat and Lolly Vegas are the brothers in this group who are all Native Americans. 
Mm -hmm. 100%. That's Red Bull. And Maggie was out. Oh, my gosh. Well, before Come Get Your Love, because Come Get Your Love was a completely different album. And since I had been one of the first to play the original album and that song, Maggie, uh, I got hooked up with an actor named uh, Richard Aikens who, and a company called Rick Traum Productions that did a high school assembly programs, multimedia. And they had one called The Marvel of Sound. Ah. And they thought, well, you know, instead of having a school pay for this, why doesn't this radio station pay for it? And then, John, you can come, come out at the end of the assembly program and sell yourself and talk about the station. And uh, I went a step further, and I got a hold of, um, oh gosh, I guess they were on Epic or Columbia at the time. Anyway, they sent me a track-by-track breakdown of Maggie. Really? Yeah, which started out only as, you know, like the bass, and then it would add and add and add. And I had a graphic poster that had tracks displayed on it, and this was my little demonstration at the end of this assembly program called The Marvel of Sound, was breaking down for the boys and girls, Red Bones, Maggie. That's how multi-track recording works, yeah. Yes, and that, well, it's a marvel of sound, you know. So uh, that's my Red Bone story right there. Well, I, I was in South Haven, Michigan on Big Nine, WJOR, the worst junk on radio, <laughs> and we, we, too, played Maggie. Potlatch is the album. Yeah. So I remember we pl- I th- I remember playing that song because we played like whatever we got for free. We, we didn't care well, then you, then you a, probably did play it. Yeah. In a very small town and it might have been the end of 71 or something like that, but I remember we played yeah. anything we could get because they had no budget to buy music and we were too small. Like we weren't a Kalamazoo or a Grand Rapids, you know, the big time. And so we just right. got whatever oh, either trade out they could do with the record store in town or <laughs> at the, that time they used to send free, free records. In fact, we would uh, pack, we called it a big nine we changed the name of the station on the weekend. The owner let us change it from... What, the uh, good crap? What was yeah. the... Well, no, it was the, we put the two good records on the outside and seven stiffs on the inside. Gotcha. So that it was a big nine-pack of records. They go, oh, look at this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul McCartney and Elton John. And then inside was like people you never heard of. <laughs> but, and they, you know, kids were happy to get records. They were free. Well, uh, the first radio station I ever worked for when I got a Saturday morning three-hour rock and roll show. They didn't have any record service either, and so I would go down. I was a little bit in, I was born and raised in Ann Arbor, Michigan, so I'd go down to State Street in Ann Arbor at a place called Discount Records, and they'd let me pick out a whole bunch of 45s that I wanted, and I'd go back to the radio station and play them on the air and, of course, give Discount Records a plug and then bring the uh, 45s back to them after the weekend. Oh, but, wow. Yeah. Kind of like a game-worn jersey. <laughs> they yeah, could, they had... could sell them for more, probably. They're collectible. This, this, this one that's all scratched up was on the radio. In fact, if I had one now, I could sell it as an NFT. <laughs> yes. Very good. <laughs> yeah. you, you could also put it on Vinyl Tap. Spinal Tap. Oh, you mean Vinyl Tap. It's a station that um, 
what's the one that just changed its name? Odyssey. Ah, and they have the 70s, and they start some of the songs with Q-Burn, where when you would play a record, if you wanted no. it to start at the beginning, DJs would put the record, the 45 or sometimes Scratch. an album, and put it on the table. Yeah, it would be like scratching, and they would back exactly. it up. Well, exactly they scratching. add Scratch to some of their songs, and it's like, you know how hard we tried as radio people to get away from scratching those records? Oh, and course. now they actually put it on this vinyl tap format so the song starts out with i mean if you didn't do it correctly when you were live and it was too the needle was too close to the beginning it would wow in and then there were different brands because of the vinyl that they used that were really cheap i think it was capital was one that one time you vacued it you ruined it it was scratched that was it it's got i think that was called q burn yep so uh, we digress. Coming, we digress. It's coming back to me now. Well, it's a podcast. <laughs> That's right. So we're just yeah. throwing all of this in, and people who are interested to hear all the little wackiness that we have to offer, hey, we got plenty. Right. And in fact, we're going to go all the way, which, hey, by the way, uh-huh. was another song heard in Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. Go all the way by uh, Eric Carmen and the Raspberries from Cleveland, Ohio. That was one, that was a great song. That was a, I called that a big nine song because when we worked there, it was like it was just now I've heard it in a grocery store. But at the time, it was like the hardest freaking rock record you could play. Just about. Yeah. Yeah. So I got another couple of huge hits in this movie. I'm Not In Love by 10CC, the one that everybody knows because... In the middle of it, a female voice says something along the lines of, Big boys don't cry. That's right. Big boys don't cry. And I don't know who that is, because it's written by Eric Stewart and Graham and Goldman. I thought maybe the one of the writers was a female. and Maybe hmm. 10CC had a female in the group. I don't know. Maybe she was the 11th CC. Could be. 10CC <laughs> is a reference to a specific thing. Is it? I did not, I did not know that. Yes. You the, didn't? No. Well, it's a podcast, right? Yeah. So we can talk. Well, it's 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 the allegedly the average amount of ejaculate. Oh. 10 cc. I had no idea. Oh yeah. What do you huh. think those bands were just throwing these names out? Yeah. They were trying yeah, to point. they were trying to sneak stuff past everybody all the time. Well, they snuck it past me because <laughs> I, mean, I did not know. Another group that comes to mind is Steely Dan. Well, I knew that. Yeah, that was right. a okay. a uh, of sexual pleasure device. Yes, it <laughs> is. Dil- it was a dildo. Yeah, we can You're say right. It. Yeah. Right. And I'm looking up here uh, uh, group members in 10CC while I'm at it, and I'm not seeing any women. So I don't know who they got to say, big boys, don't cry. I'm surprised they didn't. Maybe there's an album credit. Actually, yeah. I'd like to know that. Wait a minute. I found this from songfacts.com. It says the whispered vocals of be quiet, big boys, don't cry came from the secretary of Strawberry Studios. Her name is Kathy Redfern, and they were looking for a certain sound, and when she entered the studio to quietly tell Eric Stewart he had a phone call, when they heard the voice, they knew it was right for the song. Okay. They do have the band members here of Eric Stewart, Graham Gouldman, and then Lal Cream and Kevin Godley. Oh, Godley and Cream. They had a song in the 80s that I think I played in Washington, and it was called Cry. And at the end, they went, cry, cry, cry. But I mean, way higher, like the the last high, last cry was like so dogs could hear it. 
think the next time I'm over at Starbucks, I'm going to order a, a godly and cream uh, with no whip, uh, <laughs> extra foam, and... Uh, and no 10cc, please. Yeah, no 10cc. No. No, no, no. no. <laughs> uh, but how about some pina colada? Is that in the movie, too? Yes. Uh, Rupert Holmes wrote and performed it, and that is in there. The Pina Colada song. There's a guy on the radio in in Philadelphia that hates the Pina Colada song because he said, first of all, uh, it's because it's my lady. I had my lady, and then he says, and then he's they're both yeah. both very pleased with each other that they were planning on uh, cheating on each other. <laughs> he says it's such a bright happy yeah, it's such a bright happy song. But he says it's very dark when you really think about it. Rupert Holmes is that who does that? Yes. Yeah. And uh, then there was what was the other one I missed here? Oh, another big rocker again, a uh, big nine song, Uka Chaka Baby. Well, you know that's hooked on a feeling, which of course, yep. Recently, B.J. Thomas passed away. He who did. Sang the original version of that song. Yep. Uh, and then Blue Suede or Swede or whatever the heck they called themselves. Uh, and that whole Uga Chucka Uga Chucka came out and probably sold more copies than B.J. Thomas's original. Although at the time, the Thomas original was a hit. Yeah, they were they were a Swedish group, right? Yes, that's right. Because uh, Bjorn Skiffs performed it. It said as Blue Swede. Uh huh. That's right. Oh, and also uh, Francis Zambone wrote that as Mark James. So I wonder if he's related to the Zamboni family of the ice. Now, wait a minute. Ice. Francis Zambone wrote what? Hooked on a Feeling. No kidding. Yeah. Hey, the big Zambone. If, if Francis is part of the Zamboni family? No, nah, that's not, I'm uh, not seriously, yeah. no. Uh, but I, one time I was driving through from Canada, uh, from Detroit to uh, Buffalo, and I went past mm-hmm. a Zamboni factory. Really? Yeah. I was like, hey, that's where they make a man. It was cool. They had one parked out front. I didn't. <laughs> I, you know, um, they have a used parking lot. Used, used no, Zamboni I lot? think it was a display. Previously, or... previously driven. Yeah. Zamboni. Gently, gently driven at two miles an gently. hour. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a little old lady only drove it on ice. Yes. Good traction. Very good traction. <laughs> there was an ice rink near this Elks Lodge I used to go to. It was on, like next door to it. And even in the hottest day of July, there'd be a big pile of snow out back. Wow. Because they'd scrape the ice and dump it out there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a couple of songs that you may not know in that uh, Guardians of the Galaxy there thing. Moonage Daydream, written and performed by David Bowie. Do not know it. And I gotta, I'm going to try risking... Financial Doom. I'm going to try to put a little clip of it in here. So check this okay. out. I'm an alligator. I'm a mama, papa coming for you. I'm a space invader. I'll be a rock and rolling bitch for you. So there you go. That's from Ziggy Stardust. Hmm. It's weird. I don't know. It's just, but it was in there along with. Oh, uh, uh, David Bowie? The ma- no, it was a mad scene from Lu- Lucia de Lammermore, performed what? by Bergamo Musica Festival Orchestra. That was, yeah, I don't know, it was in there. In what movie? In Guardians of the Galaxy. It's just credited wow. in the soundtrack. Well, Whatever I'll the have to hell go back that and is. Give a list. 
Yeah. I have to go back and give a listen because I don't know. And then some other big hits in that movie, Fooled Around and Fell in Love. Uh, by the Elvin Bishop group, and that was Mickey Thomas singing lead on that, who went on to also, for a while, sing lead for the Jefferson Starship. Really? And see, there's another Indeed. one I did. You are just full of it yep. today. Well, you know. And Ooh, Ooh Child. Ah, QB and the Five Stair Steps. What a great tune that was. Stan Vincent is. wrote it, and also performed by Chris Pratt in the movie. I guess yes. he's singing it yeah. along. And then uh, another great duet, Ain't No Mountain High Enough. By Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell. Right. Written by another great duet. Ashford and Simpson. Very good. And uh, then there was Cherry Bomb. Oh, by The Runaways. Wow. And I would not know that song unless I heard it. it but you it, know, one of the original all-girl rock bands. Oh. The Runaways. I would have thought yeah. of the John Mellencamp song. Not, no. Not this one. So no. I have to listen to that. Written, co-written by Kim Fowley and... Joan Jett. Yep. Who was part of the Runaways. She and her black heart. This is her band before all of that, though. Yeah. And yeah. a final one that I've got credit here for was I Want You Back by that group from Gary, Indiana. Uh, Jackson 5. That's right. Written by Freddie Perrin, Fonce Mazzelli, and Barry Gordy. Barry Gordy, man. And Deke Richards. Hey, Deke. That's a good name. Hey, Deke. I like that. Deke. What's happening to Deke? So that is, I, I guess, uh, all we've got time for, and probably all you have time for, too, as we play uh, the... Movie Ticket Radio podcast, looking at the songs you hear in Guardians of the Galaxy. And if you want to hear the hits you hear in movies, go to movieticketradio.com. And if you got a struggling radio station in your town, tell them about us and say, hey, why don't you put this thing on? <laughs> Thank you and good night. Goodbye. Oh, and if you'd like to write us, don't forget to uh, use the simple email address of movieticketradio at gmail.com. Movie Ticket Radio